The air was fresh. The sky was blue. Our yard, a lush and maple-shaded green. Our mellow brick front porch banked in the early spring with a cobalt and amethyst embarrassment of lilac, iris, and grape hyacinth. Everything I'd ever wanted, not least the fleeting belief that Boulder might heal the halves of me, split since childhood between New York and California. Hubris. Sorrow is always your own, offering no temptation to fickle gods. Fucking joy, on the other hand? You might as well string your heart from the ceiling for use as a frat party pinata. We'd lived in Colorado for three months now, and somehow, everything about my marriage had shifted. Not in a good way. Dean traveled a great deal for work, and when he was home, he no longer liked me very much. I didn't know why, exactly but it was hard for me to blame him. Most days, I didn't like me a whole hell of a lot either. I was exhausted and lonely and really shitty at the whole housewife thing and just so fucking sad. Even though I loved my kids and Dean with great fierceness and should have been overjoyed with my fabulous luck, right? It was just, well, I had this constant creeping terror that I didn't deserve any of the good parts, that I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain, that fear wafted across the bottom of everything, like dry ice mist rippling along the floor of some cheesy horror movie set. And also, I should have been eating nothing but salads and taking up jogging or something, plus washing my hair more often. But mostly, I really really wanted to be able to sleep for three straight days. I often found myself thinking of this French kid, Pascal. We'd met one college summer while I was crashing in Elliott House at Harvard with some pals who were actually attending classes there. Pascal gave himself an odd, punky haircut in his dorm room one day with a razor trimmer before wandering around Boston Common for an afternoon thereby enduring catcalls of derision from every last roving gang of blue-collar youth. He used to be cool, Pascal said of himself that night in dining hall, but now they call him Maggothead. Lately, those words had echoed in my brain every time I looked in the mirror, snotty Parisian accent and all. The Flatirons, jut up at the western end of Colorado's high plains, Boulder's bookend, a crooked row of 500-foot shark's teeth, tipped vertical 80 million years ago by the cataclysmic upthrusts that had whelped the Rockies. You really couldn't miss them from any vantage point in town. I'd only ever lived away from the ocean once before, but this time I was determined not to bitch about it. I pulled my daughters toward Pearl Street in their little red-covered wagon, my throat dry in the thin mile-high air. We were buffeted, as usual, by random clots of joggers, bikers, and rollerbladers. Obsessive jocks with an o'erweening sense of entitlement being as ubiquitous on the sidewalks of Boulder as those pompous, blowhard, leveraged buyout guys and their calcium-deprived blonde wives had been in the better restaurants of Manhattan. I'd let my driver's license lapse while we lived in New York, but hadn't been in any great hurry to set up a DMV appointment out here to regain one. Joggers aside, 
Boulder had a terrific pedestrian culture, and we were only a couple of blocks walk from nearly everything one could want downtown. Plus, it was sunny 330 days a year here, on average, and I figured having to walk instead of ride most of the time wasn't going to do my ass any aesthetic harm. Dean and I usually did big grocery runs on the weekend, and me not driving also meant that he had to pitch in on that front. The only time it sucked was when he was out of town and I needed supplies in a hurry. I was fighting my way toward Pearl Street just then because my husband was at a sales conference in New Orleans, and I'd ripped a giant hole in my very last extant vacuum bag while trying to empty it into the kitchen garbage so I could use it over again. Not that I was addicted to vacuuming or anything, but my mother was due to arrive around lunchtime in the camper she was driving across the country, and my house looked like a complete shithole. Well, okay, my house usually looked like a complete shithole. I just wanted my mother to think I'd made some progress, on that front at least. Mom, Lewis, and Clarking from Sea to Shining Sea at the wheel of her little beige secondhand Chinook meant that she and my father were both currently members of what Dad had long ago christened the Incarnation. As far as I knew, this was the first thing they'd had in common since their 1967 divorce. For her, it was a lark. Dad, meanwhile...